Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends from around the country. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser down in St. Pete, Florida. Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia, and back down in the Tampa area is Anthony Malafronte. Boys, we're recording this a couple hours before kickoff in the college football championship game. So we'll throw our predictions out there. We might be right. We might be wrong. But how are you, Bill? I'm good. I might be crazy too, but um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm uh, uh, things are great. Look, it's uh, we're we're back at full strength at rate my agent. Everyone's off their crazy three week Aussie leaves they take at the holidays, which is super cool and kind of frustrating for if, if you don't. Um, and uh, yeah, just looking forward. I mean, had a it was so fun this weekend with the. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Super Wild Card Weekend. They got to figure out a way to do that all the time all the yeah, time. Right? It was just a grand slam of a grand slam. Yeah. It was a grand slam of football and um, yes. took my mind off my golf game Sunday morning. And the fact that we teed off once again in the uh, right around 40 degrees, <laughs> it made it, I think, I think it was 52 when we left the course at 1130. Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh yeah. man. It was brutal. And I got yelled at by a few people in our foursome because they thought it was going to be warmer or something. I don't know. <laughs> Car- Carney didn't dress warm enough. I think it was my fault. They're mad at you because you were wearing shorts. <laughs> I was wearing shorts, dude. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I don't. Uh, I said it before. I've. I'll say it one more time. I've only worn long pants on a golf course three times. All country clubs where I was required to. They wouldn't let right. you wear shorts. Way way back in the day. So yeah, back in the day anyways, for yeah. sure. It's all good. What's up, Todd? Todd, how about you, Ben? Bill, I wonder if that's a. San Diego, Arizona, or me being from Florida thing. Cause I wear shorts all the time in the winter and people are like, are you crazy? And I'm like, if I have to go to work or have to, I'll wear pants. But, um, I just wonder, cause we're from the warm weather. Maybe it's just oh, in us. Right. I think it so. goes the other way though. If you're from like Detroit, I get you. Maybe, you know, you could, you can handle the cold better because you know, people like Anthony moves down from the, he lived in the snow for his whole life. He comes down here and now his blood's like thinner than water. He can't, you know, he gets cold, like, you know, <laughs> You, know, you look at him the wrong way. He's putting a jacket on, right, Anthony? And so I don't know what it is. It's just a, you know, I just try to tell people my legs don't have nerve endings like 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 up here does. You got to, I had five layers up here when I started the morning. By the end of the day, it was down to three. Experientially, huh? experientially and, and just cognitively, I know that 42 is not that cold. <laughs> I've been in colder weather. Right. I, I know that. But 42 compared to 62 that 20, that 20 degree difference or 72, that 30 degree difference, I feel it significantly more now that yeah. I live here than what I lived in New England. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. As, as we speak, Anthony's wearing a parka as we speak tonight. <laughs> in his office at home, his home office. Yes, yes, in controlled temperature. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Sean uh, or Bill, John, everyone, uh, great, great weekend. Um, had the kids with me, uh, which you all can remember as a totally different meeting when they're 18 and 16. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically slept uh, at my house <laughs> and were running around having a, a responsible yet good time uh, with their, uh, with their friends. Um, but no, really great to, uh, to see them and played tennis uh, on Saturday, had a, an epiphany, probably too strong of a word, but um, I'm at the age now where I can't just wake up and play anymore. So I've committed to myself that I've either got to practice, uh, at least get out and play, uh, or I need to uh, give it up. And I'm certainly not giving it up. So um, 
the, the 10, 12 years ago of, of having, you know, a six pack plus the night before and waking up and, and dominating are just, they're just gone. Right. So, uh, I committed, I'm going to play more during the week, um, to have a, a, a more fun experience, uh, on the weekend. And again, winning and losing really, I mean, obviously you, you play to win, but I really don't care. It's just when you play bad, right? And now playing not, during the week, God, does that mean practicing like hitting around or finding a partner yeah. to hit, hit it with or what? Yeah. Just grabbing, grabbing some buddies. Let's go, you know, play a, a couple sets or, um, I mean, they offer drills up at the tennis courts. If I was so inclined, you can, uh, you know, with, with, uh, you know, some other people, you know, actually practice. <laughs> I, I used to Alan Iverson of, of Ulta tennis here in Georgia, you know, practice, practice. Well, it's not like you can go to the driving range. That's why I asked, like, you know, driving yeah. range, you can go hit balls and it's hard to do that against, unless you find a wall of a, of a school. Yeah. To hit sure. It. You got, I mean, you, you got guys that wearing a bucket of balls and practice their serve. I, I'm, I'm not that into that yet. I, I enjoy the competition and playing um, I don't do that anytime soon, but just again, uh, Saturday was just uh, an eye opener. Like, wow, I, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not like it used to be, where you can wake up and, and and be competitive. So, but hey, that's a good thing, right? It's uh, we'll uh, we'll adjust and uh, hopefully get better as the spring comes. So, other than that, a lot of good sports watching, good viewing this weekend. So, now your first full real estate weekend week of the weekend of the year. Yes, it was. And, uh, I hope the week continues. The year continues like the, the year has begun. We uh, uh, had four closings. Wow. Uh, we will bring our fifth listing on uh, probably Tuesday uh, already. Um, everybody's pretty busy. Um, our uh, getting up, showing up, and doing the work. Uh, with our small viable audiences, we're paying uh, paying huge dividends. Um, and uh, Sean, you know this better than 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 most. We had I had two closings this week. Once with my once one with my very first clients ever. Wow! They bought their house 16 years ago. Uh, hmm. They decided to sell it. I knew their kids when they were four and six. Now they're full-fledged adults and um so I've, I've experienced that and then the second closing that i had this week was with the son and fiance of good clients um first time home buyers who uh um who bought a beautiful little house in parking springs and i watched zach grow from he's a big kid uh he told me he flies a golf ball 285 yards. Mm. He just doesn't know where it's always going to go, but he can hit a 285 in the air. Um, he's an ex-offensive lineman. His dad played at the University of Miami uh, on a couple of the championship teams, uh, Steve. And uh, Steve and his wife have been good friends, and he called and said, hey, can you help Zach try to figure out how to buy a house? And it was one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had in real estate. Uh walking them through the process. It, it was great. Uh, I got a text message from them today, um, how excited they were to be moving in. And, I mean, yeah, I get little thank you accolades from all the time. It's pretty good. That's great. It makes sense, Mel, with your fast start, um, while you're eating at Sizzler so often these days, right? You're just going to Sizzler and just, <laughs> just having a good old, having a big old time. I can't wait. hide money, Mel. can't hide money. Cheap, cheap plug. So, I can't wait to see that rate my agent review. It'll be awesome. It'll happen. It'll happen, buddy. 
Last time I hit a ball 285 in the air was uh, the people at the courtyard by Marriott got tired of me hitting the balls off their balcony. (laughs) 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 So, uh, Guys, we had a a quiet weekend here at the house because Saturday morning, Riley rolled out for her end of her senior year. And uh, Rhonda said to me as she was crying, walking back up the driveway as we walked her, watched her pull away. She goes, whoever said this gets easy. (laughs) (laughs) Wise words. But she she made it she made it safely. She had her first day at, at her new school, and um, uh, kids start next week. So uh, we, we kind of need to watch her grow. Ryan had snow down at Mississippi State today. They had three inches of snow on campus, and it was good packing snow. So the kids were all out throwing snowballs and sledding. Everyone had to do it. Was he they were they were the they were digging board cardboard out of dumpsters so they could slide down the hills and uh, you know just anything they could to. They, they stuff golf balls in the middle of the snowball. Would that be <laughs> awesome? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just having fun. But, but, you know, like I said, Bill, I, I think the super wild card weekend was just mm-hmm. great. And I think, I think we're going to see that stick around. I just can't yeah. imagine wouldn't. And the fact that we had three first year, three quarterbacks, you know, sophomore quarterbacks that, that won their first playoff games. And the fact we had a team like the bills on their first game in 25 years. 95, in the, right? Yeah. And the, yeah. and the Browns won their first road playoff game since 1969. Mm. Wow. Don't forget the 51 Bucks. years. The Bucks. They've yeah. been, right? 2006. The, the so, yeah, Browns, what, Bucks. Great weekend. Yeah. What Tom Brady uh, accomplished as the oldest QB to ever complete a pass in the playoffs. Um, beat the Marlboro Man. I like that. Whoever sent that. I think it was you that sent that. that I image. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, guys, before we talk football, we're just going to make this a, a tight show on football, but. I do want to take a moment to Bill let you uh mm. you know we lost a baseball lost a big one today this week. Uh Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. Uh, I think 64 years in the Dodgers Ooh. organization. Yeah. Yeah. That sound right? Yeah, cuz he he was like that sounds about 19 probably when he started in the minor league system pitching and um yeah, so you know so in my time with the Padres I got I mean I have some great stories. I had a chance to chat with Vin Scully with a good friend of mine who was a huge Dodger fan. We, I brought him up to the press box. We, we chatted with Vinny uh, and, and some others. Is that when you would come to San Diego? Yeah, this is the most <clears throat> San Diego. So, um, but there was a Tommy Lasorda story. I, one of our ticket sellers had a son who I don't know if it was, it was not cerebral palsy, but he was in a wheelchair, um, you know, and, 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 um, and just couldn't walk. And so, we just, we set him up with a meeting with Tony Gwynn on the field, right? This was what we did for her. Cause it was his birthday. It would be a lot of fun. We wheeled him down. I got to go down with him. So I'm hanging out down on the field. Tony comes over, has a conversation, takes pictures, gives him a bat that he signed. It was just this really fun moment. Well, we're playing the Dodgers that day and I see Lasorda leaning against the cage. So I walk over to him and I go, I said, Tommy. And he looks at me and I said, Hey, Bill Risser with the Padres. Uh, that's one of our employees over there with her son. Would you mind coming over to say hi? And he turned and started walking straight for the kid. And when he gets Ooh. there, he gets there and he says, hey, someone tells me you're a big Dodger fan. And the kid's eyes get big because he's not. His mom works for the Padres. And, and, and then finally, he, he, he lets the kid off the hook. And he spent about two and a half, three minutes with this kid, just making him laugh and just hanging out with him and seeing how he was doing. And Because Lasorda could also be very acerbic and just kind of an asshole at times. He just had that part of him in him. Right. And it wasn't there. It was a kid who needed you know, a little bit of love, and he was right there to do it. So it's just one of those things you never forget. So he's a great guy, a great guy in my book, no matter what 
others, especially in San Diego, might say. Because he he had a run-in with Kurt Bavakwa that's legendary. You can find it on YouTube. Um, <laughs> I think the, the number of cuss words per second was was significant. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think about Time of the Sorta? Well, uh, Bill just reminded me of, of something that I had not thought of. There's a restaurant in Stanford called Bobby B's. Uh, I think it may still be there. When Bobby Valentine was the manager of the Mets, mm-hmm. he opened up a couple of restaurants. One of them was in Stanford. Um, and whatever it was named before that, we used to go there quite a bit. And we went there a number of times as Bobby Lee's. We were there one night and Bobby Valentine was there and Tommy Vassoy was there. And I, I honestly, I forgot about it from just now. He he knew that everyone in the place knew he was there and he knew that everyone in the place knew he was there and knew who he was. And without being ostentatious or gregarious, he made himself available to every single table. And he came up to our table. We were sitting kind of like at a high top table. Um, and actually we had just come from, uh, from the Meadowlands watching the trotters. Uh, uh, it was at night and we stopped there on the way home. And I remember him, he was small. He was a tiny little guy. Yeah, not very tall. He was not that big, right? And I remember thinking, boy, I wish I was sitting at a regular table because he could see us better. Because, I mean, we were sitting at a high top thing and he, he was only maybe shoulders left of height above the table. Uh, but he asked us what we were doing there. And we told him that we had just come back from the Meadowlands. He got this twinkle in his eye, like, oh, you like to bet on the horses, do you? And hmm. he told us a bunch of stories about L.A. racetracks about you know being at, at Santa Anita and various other places. It was just it was, he was just a really nice guy, and I completely forgot about that entire event until Bill mentioned his story. So uh, you know, but there's a long line of people who who have done well by Tommy Lasorda in baseball. Uh, he was very loyal to his players and did did a lot to help the game and. As a Yankee fan, I kind of like the fact that he gives a lot of he gave a lot of his credit for treating players the way he treated them to Ralph Houck, who was a Yankee manager. Uh, he came up under Ralph Houck. So he had a lot to do with uh, Mike Piazza getting drafted, right? He did. Yeah, <clears throat> last draft pick, He was the only guy that was right? Mike Piazza was favorite. Yeah. You know, I think I'll always remember. Kirk Gibson's famous home run, and you see Lasorda running out of the dugout, kind of like Jim Valvano, you know, like waving his hands and not sure where to go and, and what to do. And yeah. yeah, so, you know, so, at, you know, we, we, you know, you think of uh, uh, Sparky Anderson, you think mm. of, you know, some of these, these great managers. Who, who do you think is the next one, Todd, that would be that iconic figure that's alive now, but is that just big name? Baseball manager. I mean, is it is it a Joe Torre? Is it a uh, yeah, Tommy Lasorda? I mean, for for me, it's uh, for me, it's Bobby Cox. He'll he'll always be my ah uh, yeah, good one. Skipper, right? Um, but Joe Torre comes to mind for sure. Um, Bill will attest to this. He just Lasorda just seems like a, a quote unquote baseball man, right? He just he just epitomizes baseball, right? Just I love the fact that he stayed with the same organization. I don't know what he did before the Dodgers when he, you know in his uh, early, early, early career. But once he uh, hooked onto them, he was always a Dodger uh, for life. Um, Sean, I was going to mention the Kurt Gibson um, famous home run, um, but I'm lucky enough. I've, I've shared this name before, but um, I'm lucky enough to, 
uh, Tom Pachorek, um, his daughter-in-law's Jenny's uh, sister, and she shared this great um, photo. Um, I'll show it. None of y'all can see it. I'll show it to you later, but that's, uh, and it's a little blurred. I'll uh, take a screenshot and send to y'all, but um, he just had nothing but great say, things to say about Lasorda. He played for him and uh, still had conversations to his day, and he was just like, man, what a guy, just a, just a great guy. So, Along with the baseball, uh, quote unquote, man that he is, apparently he was just a fun guy to be around. And he also gives me hope. He looks like he really enjoyed life in so many ways possible. Probably never ate a salad. Of course, I'm just guessing. Um, enjoyed a libation and, and, and lived to be 93. So that's kind of like, all right. He had a, he had a, Caprice, a Caprice salad or two, you know, some mozzarella. <laughs> with extra mozzarella, right? Sure <laughs> and some that. gabagool, right now? Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was right there with that you know they talk so anyway about his yeah office, his office you walk in there and it there you could have a full a full italian meal just from the stuff in his office he had spaghetti sauce on the side and, i mean he just everything he was ready to roll so that's great that's great how about the video when uh he, i forget what was the yankee world series and the man and the umpire comes out to talk to him and he's stalling for time so he looks at the umpire and he says I'm kind of in a tough decision. I'm kind of in a tough position here. If you were me, what would you do? Yeah. And he tries to get the umpire to 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 have a conversation. He's like, with no, Tommy. And he's just falling. <laughs> that was great. Was you great. know, you think of that, think of that that generation. Him, Earl Weaver, mm. Billy Martin. Oh yeah. You know, just Billy Sparky Mark Anderson. Anderson. You know, um, who was the uh, Whitey? Whitey, right? You know, it's just a, it's just oh, a Jim. Uh, Jim, what's his name? Jim McKeon. Yeah. No. Oh, uh, Jack McKeon. That was Jack the, McKeon. Yeah. Jim the, uh, Williams. Dick Williams was before that. He was he was great. Yeah, but the Jim guy from Pittsburgh used to smoke heaters. Oh, Jim the, Leland. Yeah. Jim Leland. Leland. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I saw Leland smoke heaters at, at Qualcomm at San Diego State. <laughs> back back behind <laughs> back behind the wall. I, I wouldn't bet against that. No way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Let's talk about Super Wild Card. Um, Let's just kind of go in order. Obviously, you had the, the Green Bay Packers and the uh, the Chiefs sitting it out as the one seed, but that means the two seeds had to play. And Todd, your number two seeded Buffalo Bills opened up the playoffs against a pretty pretty feisty Colts team that was the seventh seed, um, mm. and they had fans in Orchard Park for the first time. They had a twelve thousand, I believe, members of the Bills Mafia there. Um, it was a good game, wasn't it? Really good game, mate. You could argue it's the best game of the weekend. Um, surprised? No, I shouldn't be. Um, glad, glad that Rivers didn't Rivers the game. I was just like, this could be his last game. I'm like, please don't throw that desperate interception to end end the scoring threat. Um, I hate to say it, but I really think Frank Wright cost the Colts that game with some really questionable coaching decisions. Um, I think this might be the perfect storm for the bill. First of all, Josh Allen had a monster game. God, for a big lug. I mean, he looks like just six, six, two, whatever, six, five. And he, he can move, he can scramble. He doesn't look good as Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or, or, uh, you know, a guy like that, but he can find space. And he hits I those. never think he looks as big as Roethlisberger because he seems like he can move better, but he just, he's, little, he's, yeah. almost unknock- yeah. he's almost unknockdownable behind the right. line of screen. I mean, you've got to get him truly in a bear hug tackle to, to bring the guy down. He, he rushes people off like Roethlisberger did for years. 
Yeah, and I wonder if this is the perfect storm because it may be a wake-up call for the Bills. They could have, should have, would have lost. Um, defense showed some um, some holes in the run game, um, a lot of big runs. And, and, you know, you got a Hall of Fame, arguably a Hall of Fame quarterback with the Colts. Uh, who knows what's going to – River's going to ride it off the sunset or not. But Frank Wright, I think, he called a timeout. It was first and 10 on their own 30, and he called a timeout to avoid a delay game. I'm like – What's first and 15? Like, is there really that big of a difference? Um, he challenged a play that was really questionable. Um, and he did one other thing. I'm drawing a blank. If, if one of you did not kick the field goal in the yeah. first period. Yes. They got stopped three plays in a row. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which to me and Sean and Bill and, and Mal, um, I talk about all the time. If it's early in the game Take the and you and, and you make that coaching decision, to me it sends the message to the team and the defense that three points is not good enough. We need seven in order to win. Yeah. And that's kind of, I don't think that was his intention. His He's probably an old stubborn football coach saying, if we can't make it one yard in four plays, then we deserve to, to turn it over. But yeah, take the three, reward your team. It's early yet. They were up to that point. They were dominating the game. And that was the, that was the watershed moment. So you ever thought maybe he just loves the Bills so much from that comeback <laughs> against the Oilers that he just kind of <sighs> purposely tanked a little yeah. bit so the bills advance nah. is that possible nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you bring up he's a member of the most famous comeback in nfl history right yeah. uh, up there yeah. down yeah. 35 nothing but so yeah good for the bills um hopefully it's a wake-up call and they they need to play a little better but um again against a really good colts team yeah. they were seated where they were because the titans won the division right it could have been flip-flopped um yep. with one game so a very formidable colts team great game Second game went out west. It was it was the Rams with a backup quarterback playing the Seahawks, who clearly missed the twelfth man. I mean, they they deserved yeah. out fans there. You may be what do you right. guys think of that one? Uh, I mean, look, that uh, shocked me the most. Right? How about, how about, how about Goff having to come back? You know, Wofford gets um, one of those scary neck, neck injury, injuries. Right? Yeah, those are always yeah. nasty. But to have uh, Goff come off the bench. Two weeks after Pins put in his throwing thumb mm-hmm. <laughs> and leads the Rams to victory. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yikes. And actually, it was that Rams defense that won that game, right? I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that defensive line is just unbelievable. And you throw in Jalen Ramsey. Donald, right? Oh my God. They're just, uh, yeah. Aaron Donald's a beast. Uh, oh. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks like a teddy bear. He's, he doesn't have that mean, <laughs> angry, like Marvin, who was it? Um, uh, who's like in Dominican Sioux, right? The, he the looks Pittsburgh like a, Steelers linebacker that ran back that, that beat the Cardinals. Harrison. Oh, Harrison. He James looks Harrison. mean. Uh, yeah, he, he takes his Harrison. He looks mean. But Donald yeah. just looks like a big old happy guy from like a, a Nickelodeon show like Keenan Thompson. He just <laughs> – but, but man, he can play. <clears throat> Oof. Oof. Yeah, that was a, just, just, you know, and Russell Wilson, I think we all still agree he's a great quarterback, but he just sometimes looks flustered. I mean, that – TJ Metcalf is such a specimen as a receiver, but yeah, you know, five, they, five or six games into the season, there were everyone's like Russell Wilson MVP. Remember, do you remember that? Right. I mean, they Russell were, cooking, they were like, right? Russell yeah, could he, cook. Yeah. He was everything in five games, but then it just, I don't know. How about that interception on the screen pass? They said it was the first screen pass Seattle's ever had intercepted. Um, I think he just, I just the first first wide receiver screen ever that was intercepted. For a I think ever, not just the Seahawks. Yeah, he jumped the route right, baited them and jumped the route. That's amazing. You think yeah. once you see that receiver step backwards at the snap, 
why would you not just go in a full blown, full on just streak and see if you can break the pass up, let alone yeah. catch it and and walk in basically. Man. Take it to the house, yeah. Oh. Now the night game. Sean's right. The defense, the Rams defense really was the difference in that game because it was the first playoff game that Russell Wilson played in where he, he completed less than 50% of his passes. Mm. They had him frustrated the entire time. I think he was like 11 for 27 or 11 for 28. He didn't even break 200 yards. They kept him contained inside the pocket and didn't get him, didn't let him run away the way he's used to running away. Um, and, uh, and then the other, the other part of the game that kind of struck me is Jared Goff comes in with pins. He was really not that good. Let's be honest. And Cam Akers was a monster. Yeah. He was great. Uh, when they needed five yards, seven yards, when they needed what they needed, Cam Akers got it for him. He had like 135 yards rushing, I think 131. Uh, he was uh, – it was like an old-school football game. It was like a defensive struggle almost through the entire game, even though there was 50 points scored. Um, it was uh, – the defense and Cam Akers were, to me, the two things that stood out in that game. Yeah. Bill, the uh, you guys know where Cam Akers went to school? Somewhere in the SEC. I just looked it up. Florida State. I was thinking Texas. Oh, um, but it makes it, yeah, Florida State. Hmm. Um, uh, Bill, your, your late game, you and Bill, or you and Todd, or, sorry, you and Mal had your eye on it probably a little more than anybody else, but that was the Washington football team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tyler Heineke. Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, he had a game. yeah. Dude, I, thought, I thought the kid played good. Oh. I thought the kid played really good. How about better than good? I mean, he yeah. – uh, he may have been the best quarterback on the field. He's going to get some action next year. Someone's going to sign him somewhere. Um, I mean, he, he, he joined the team December 20th. Pride of Old Dominion. Wow. Uh, that's just amazing. Wow. So, yeah, he was – I mean, talking about poise and presence and all that stuff, he was amazing. And I, I think, you know, my, my biggest takeaway from that game, I, I don't know. Mal, we didn't really talk about it on the course, but my biggest – maybe a little bit. My biggest takeaway was that was not a good game for the Bucks. They did not play, you know, their A game. It was a B minus C plus kind of a day. And, you know, you've got to still win those against teams that are, that you're better than, and they did it. So that's a good thing. I think it bodes well for next week. I think, you know, they'll learn from a couple of things they did. It's another week of Brady getting in sync with everybody, which is just an ongoing process and a healthy Gronkowski is going to be huge. I mean, they sparingly used him this year. I think Arians is even trying to claim that right now that it's part of the plan. Let's keep him fresh for the playoffs. He couldn't be more fresh for the playoffs. No injuries. No, he's not hurting. Um, so you'll have 85 years of quarterback between between Breeze and Brady uh, next Sunday night. So they get the last game of the weekend, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So wow, it's you know we, I said it before. I, I, it's tough to beat a team three times. Um, you know, I hope, I hope you're I'm right. sure it's been done, but you know I think Brady's. Going in, and, and I think the, the Bears gave, in the first half, they gave a pretty good game plan on how to how to mm. shut down the Saints, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, there'll be a lot of film that'll be watched. And look, Breeze is older. That's just it. But, you know, but they got, you know, um, uh, uh, no. <laughs> help me, Alvin Jason. K. And they've Alvin got <laughs> um, I Kamara. Mean, look, 
Yeah, and Thomas is back, and so the, the, the Saints have a ton of weapons. But, but anyways, so Mal, what did you think of the game? Was it uh, kind of disappointed in Godwin? He had a really off day, right? Dropped a few key passes, but uh, he dropped a couple of key. He made a couple of key plays. It was sure. nice to see Mike. Uh, 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 what's his name? Back on the field. Yeah, Evans. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mike Evans, and uh, you know, I've always been a New England fan. I mean, not a New England fan, so I've never really rooted for Tom Brady, but the guy is good. He throws a great football. He he has taken over the offense. People look to him for leadership. He's a great leader, right? And his performance the last three or four weeks has been pretty nice to watch. As a Buck fan, Buck fans are pretty excited to have him. Uh 22 of 40, I believe, almost 400 yards. Uh, hasn't had, uh, hasn't made a mistake recently. Um, got Leonard Fournette in the game, both receiving and rushing. Uh, this, in, especially in this in this game against Washington, that was kind of nice to watch. So we'll have uh, fresh legs in uh, uh, Ronald Jones, and Fournette has gotten more upfield for the offense. Um, New Orleans, as as good as they are, their offense has been stumbling a little bit the last two or three weeks. Uh, I expected them to score more than 21 points uh, against the Bears. Uh, so that the Bucks have a real opportunity to, for Tom to live out his his dream of winning a Super Bowl in his home stadium. It's still alive. Yeah, I, which would be. Pretty I cool. think. Um... I think I'm not sure what the what the number is on that game, guys, but I, I got to think that's going to be a you know a 31-28 type game. Um, you know, I just I can see that. You want to guess the spread in the over under, Sean? Uh, over under. Let's see if I think it's 30, 63 and a half. You need and to bet the over fifty one and a half. Ooh, okay. so call and your Vegas friends right now. That's, bet the that's over. because the uh, Saints offense is not what it used to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. What do you think? What do you think the spread? Saints three and a half. Three. So you're back. You're yep. you're back in. You're back. Yep. <laughs> well done. Um, Can't keep Sunday's, a man down, Bill. Sunday's games. Uh, we had uh, a good game in the beginning. Tampa. Or, I mean, Tennessee and Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That Baltimore Ooh. running game is going to test your your Bills, Todd, because um, you get it from Dobbins, you get it from Gus, and you get it from. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah. it, that was the weak link, I think, of uh, the Bills game was a run defense, so they got work to do. Yeah. Um, anyone here thought Derrick Henry just had an average as grits game? And I think maybe he only had 40 yards. Yeah, like 20. That, that, that may have been the difference, right? Tennessee kind of disappointment. I thought they were better than that. And again, it's one game, and that's the beauty of the playoffs. I mean, they could roll them out next week and dominate. So, um, yeah. Tip my hat to Baltimore, but I thought I, I I would have picked Tennessee all day long. I thought they would. Yeah, have I felt- think Henry just for some reason he just well, he gets stuck on hitting the lot the hole, and it works yeah. a lot of times. But man, he just had a lot of like one and two yard gains. That yep. you know maybe he's just a, not built to to sweep. You know to sweep. But heard, heard an ESPN pundit of some kind talking about the fact that uh, if you go back and look at the numbers for two thousand yard rushers during the season always suck in their playoff game. Why? Why? I have no oh, idea. Are they interesting. tired? Are they Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But it's just uh it's a, it's a something you can bet the farm on. They're not going to perform hmm. well in the playoff game. I'm like, wow. 
What? That's really interesting. Yeah. So that's something to look up. There's something to do tonight, Todd. Here's, so here's another stat, or like maybe they're flying under the radar a little bit, but the Ravens have one of the better defenses in the NFL. Uh, they've been scored on less than any other defense in the NFL. Um, if you go back and look at their games, uh, one team scored over 20 points against them. The Eagles scored 28. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. They got beat by the Steelers. Who also scored twenty eight, but yeah, the Browns scored a pretty good offense. Browns scored thirty eight on them, and they but they scored forty two or whatever that game was. Right, but but yeah, those were there were some defensive scores in that game on both sides. That's true. Uh, Their defense has held some pretty good offenses to uh, uh, to their their lowest score of of the year, their lowest scoring of the year, and the uh, Uh, and they started again, I think on. On, on Sunday, uh, Derrick Henry came off the field and he wanted to talk. His coach wanted to talk to him, and he almost kind of like blew him off a little bit. If you saw that, that mm-hmm. as he was walking off the field, he said, "No, I, I don't want to talk to you right now." And he just and and the coach followed. Him to the <laughs> coaches don't like that. Yeah, coaches no, don't like that. I mean, the the offense, a decent offense, was very frustrated by the Ravens' defense on Sunday. Uh, look, and I think they that. have the ability to do that again. Now, Todd doesn't mm-hmm. want to hear that. <laughs> hey man, I'm glad they won the playoff game. Let's let's keep it going. But uh again, as long as they play well, they'll blow it, right? Josh Allen probably is as good a quarterback coming into I mean, he's as hot a quarterback as any coming into the playoffs right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and it's a home game, which helps, right? Yep. For the Buffalo. Yep. So the middle game was your uh the Bears versus the the uh the Saints. Um, that was a snooze fest a little bit, right? Yeah. Worst, worst of a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, first half. And um, I didn't see it because um, I had other things going on, but uh, Nickelodeon covered the game. Well, they did yeah. on Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you had different yeah, channels. Yeah. but uh, Lime cannons. And did you see Sean, uh, the Saints Sean coach? Payton, Sean Payton got slimed. Sean Payton? He got slimed after the game. He said he yeah. would do it, yeah. Yeah. He said if they win, he'll get slimed in. So he did a little promo, and then they poured the slime over him, wearing his full uniform, his full coaching gear. Think about it. So, so what better way to get the youth involved in the football game, but to like you know, throw a little fun into it, and you know, with some graphics and have a good time. I don't know. We'll see. Graphics were hysterical. Young they Sheldon, you know, young Sheldon doing the breakdown on what offsides is. And, <laughs> that was awesome. Or, yeah. fall started. We'll, we'll, ta- we'll talk about this game. Kicking a field goal into SpongeBob SquarePace's uh, face. That's close. That's close <laughs> to the SpongeBob SquarePace. Who lives in I a think, cantaloupe under the sea? <laughs> <laughs> I think I texted you guys this. Hats off for the effort from the NFL, right? Just hats off. What a what a great idea. Yeah. It's too bad that. They couldn't do. They could have done it with the Pittsburgh Cleveland game, which was much more. I mean, as far as the games to try to entice kids, it was a dud, right? Yeah. They needed the graphics. Can yeah. you imagine a vibrant game that would have, like, really yeah. maybe? Let's let's talk about that game because the other game sucked. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what a what a you know, you break it down and into segments. First quarter, highest scoring first quarter ever in a in a playoff game. Um, which is no one's ever scored 28 points in a first quarter. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, It was just, you know, it was a just 
an error after error after error by the by the Steelers. Um, then all of a sudden, the second and third quarters, the Steelers actually outscored the Browns in the second and third quarters. And then the Browns came back and held on to win their first road playoff game since 1969, their first playoff win since 1994 when Bill Belichick was the coach. Um, you know, and it was just one of those weird games because after the 28 nothing, you know, Cleveland fans were all over social media saying like, we did it, we did it. And all of a sudden he got really nervous towards the, towards the end. Pump the brakes, right? Pump, Pump the, brakes. the brakes. Yeah. yeah but, those Cleveland uh, fans, huh, Sean? Like, uh, I don't know, like anybody that lives kind of North of the central part. Yeah. You know what? It's just, <laughs> just, you know, I mean, when you remember Joe Mesa losing the game and you remember the Cubs beating him in the, in the playoffs and you remember the shot by Craig e- or over Craig Elo and you remember the fumble by Ernest Biner and you remember the drive by John Elway. Um, you know, so it's, it was fun watching you, um, in our text thread, just go through those, go through all the things that a Browns fan would go through, you know, you know, and and you hate hate the saying, but if you tell anybody you're going to be up 12, (laughs) you know, you're going to be up 12 quarter, you're going to be up by 12. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have taken it in a heartbeat. So it was just, you know, it it was a, um, a Roethlisberger game that in the statistics, he threw it 68 times. 500 yards passing, four touchdowns, four interceptions, and four touchdowns. Of 68. Yeah, well, the four picks. Yeah, the, the four is what killed him, right? Oof. Yeah. Mm. But did you did you see the quote by Baker Mayfield? You know, you talk about a weird game. You know, two their two starting cornerbacks were out with COVID. Their coach was home during COVID, couldn't communicate with the team. Watched it in his basement. Um, two starting offensive linemen were out. Mm. Then later in the game, two offensive linemen get injured. At the end of the game, Baker Mayfield said to, to the media, he says, I just introduced myself to my left tackle who played all the fourth quarter, and I'd never met him before. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. Cool. I think it was yeah. a left guard, but you're right. He just came left in. Guard. He got picked up like this week. He, yeah. he didn't know anybody on the team. Off a practice squad somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just think wow. they're probably like pulling up, they're probably calling a play on the left tackle. It's going like, just block to the left. You're not pulling down. on this one. You know, like, like. You know, and, and that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Baker thought, literally just met him. Office. Sorry. Go ahead. I just said, you know, Baker, the fact that Baker Mayfield met the guy who blocked for him for a quarter that's all. is, uh, is impressive what, that that guy is such of, a professional. He what can jump in Roethlisberger just sitting on the bench after the game. Did you notice that? Like he never got yeah. up to go find Mayfield. You know, quarterbacks always shake hands. He just sat there did, like dejected on the bench. Oh, you know what it reminded me of? <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? Uh, Wade Boggs sitting on the bench after the game six. Mets mm. after Mets. Yeah. And, and Bill, uh, as opposed to Wade Boggs riding on the horse in, in Yankee Stadium. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> Bill, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually understand that more than um, the Ravens were really chippy with the Titans. Oh, they they got a history there last year. I know, playoffs. but. But I, I like Lamar Jackson, the future and face of the NFL, potentially. Um, he just sprinted the locker room after that game. Yeah, you've got you've to say, I'm going to at least go shake Tannehill's hand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I get it. These guys are full of energy. And who knows what went on those 60 minutes. But I was just like, oh, please just you go. Notice, you notice he came so, back. He had to do the post game. So he did come back. And he's he okay. in the tunnel, you know, shaking hands with all the the team, but then he had to run out and do an interview with whoever, you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Sure that was the emotion. I mean, awesome. it's, it's basically the emotion. Roth- Roethlisberger yeah. was crushed. 
Yeah. Roethlisberger was crushed, maybe uh, saying this could be my last best chance. And uh, Jack typed and his two two different reactions, both legit, but maybe we wish they both hit a little a little different. Who knows? Yeah. So really quick, guys, let's let's talk next week. You got Buffalo, Baltimore. You've Ooh, got nurse. You've got New Orleans, Tampa Bay as a late game. So I think next week it goes Buffalo, Baltimore, then Rams, Green Bay. Yeah. Then Cleveland, Kansas City, and New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Yep. Packers, Rams are at the four o'clock game, but other than that, you're right. Packers, Rams are four o'clock, and then the Buffalo, Baltimore's night. Eight o'clock. Yep. And then Cleveland's three o'clock, and then New Orleans is six o'clock. Does that sound right? Six forty. Uh, yep. And by the way, um, I want to make it official. Bill, I officially forgive you. Um, with <laughs> minutes and 49 seconds of the Bills game, the Bills went up by 14. And Bill did the infamous, that should do it. <laughs> and boy, did I remind him only like 23 times in the next like, 14 minutes like, and 49 oh. seconds. <laughs> uh, but are both like old I, I got the soft to know that it's heart. never over, right? I got this soft spot in my heart for Phillip, so I didn't know if you know. I, could, I was covering both 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 ends. You're of doing the thing there. Yeah. The flim flam. I got. I you. was I got uh, hedging you. bets. You know, whatever you call that. You you degenerates. Sure. So, so Tata, just let me let me play guess lines because I have no idea on these lines. But um, I got you. Let's go. Uh, Packers Rams. Packers Rams. Uh, Green Bay number two. one seed. I'll guess two. Week off. Um, gonna say Please. they are gonna be six and a half. I'm gonna go eight and a half. Bill. Eight and a half. Mal, do you know? Are you playing or no? I don't know. Five and a half. The answer is, uh, shockingly, Sean wins. Seven. Minus seven. So, over under, Sean? Uh, Over under. That one's going to be low. It's cold. Good defense is going to go 48. 51. Bill? Oh, no, you're right. I'm going to go 44. 51. Sean wins again. The answer is 46. Hmm. Can't beat. Actually, you and Bill push. You and Bill push on that one. Okay. okay. Um, let's go Buffalo uh, Ravens. All right. Then Buffalo. Let's start, with Bill. let's start with Bill this time. Okay. Good. Buffalo, we don't want to influence everyone, right? Buffalo Ravens. I'm going to go uh, uh, Bill's favored by three and a half. Mal? I think it's going to be closer than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, two? Bill's two. The answer is Bill minus two. Wow. Damn. <laughs> you guys are good. Uh, over under Bill? Um, 2024. Um, I'm going to, I think uh, I'm going to go 49. Mel? Wow. 54. Carp. 45 and a half. Bill wins this one 50 and a half. Mm. 50 and a half. Okay. All right. Last one since we did the Buck Saints. Uh, Mal, Chiefs, Browns at the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by at least eight. Sean? Um, I think they're gonna they're you're gonna what, what do you call that little hook? The the half? I think I think it's gonna be uh, Kansas City seven and a half. Bill. Man, it's uh Kansas City is so good at home. Uh, <laughs> you're not it. right on the number. I, I'll just go crazy high. I'm gonna go 10. They're good. <laughs> the answer is 10. Oh, the answer is 10. 10 point. Wow, wow, <clears throat> that's surprising. Okay. Wow, and finally, over under 
Uh, Mel? A high-scoring game. Mel, you have closings that take less time. Come on. <laughs> 57. <laughs> what do you say? 57. 57. Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I think it's going to be high. I think uh, I'll say 59. Shit. You're gonna take us home, uh, Bill. You're going to make your prices right, you. 60. <laughs> the answer is 56. Oh. <laughs> Yo, fun <laughs> stuff. Yep. You guys are close. I'll give it to you. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, boys. In about half an hour, we're going to watch the final game of the college football uh, season. The Ohio State Buckeyes come in 8-0 versus Alabama 12-0. You got Nick Saban going for his sixth championship. Got Ohio State going for their first under Ryan Day. Their second in the college football playoff era. They're, I believe, seventh overall as a team. Alabama, I believe, has 12. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, really, two of the Titans in the game yep. and two of the best offensive teams in the game. And it, it's going to be a fun one to watch, I think. What are your thoughts? Todd? Who do you want? Who do you want to lead off? I'll lead uh, off. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, uh Congrats, first of all, the NFL and for college football for navigating these COVID waters this year. Um, just thrilled to even have a championship game. Disappointed a little in college uh, with all the cancellation of the Bulls, but I understand why it happened. Um, so uh, here's – how can you pick against Alabama, right? I think Ohio State is very, very good. Um, I think they got some some bad rap. Oh, they're only six and zero. Oh. Um, they 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 won their title game. They won the playoff game. Or not yeah, the the semifinal game. But I think the ACC is down this year, um, reflective of their own six bowl performance. Right. So although it's a good win against Clemson, I'm thinking Alabama um, is going to put pressure on Fields. Uh, I don't think he likes pressure. Who does? Um, but I think they're going to have an answer. And uh, I, 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 I think Alabama is, is going to play well tonight. Um, not sure if it's going to be high scoring or low scoring, but I'm leaning towards Bama. Okay. Anthony. What strikes me about the game is there are so many really, really good players in it uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, both both teams, I should say, and on both sides of the ball for both teams. They are clearly, if not the two most talented teams, certainly right, mm-hmm. right there. Uh, both teams have great defensive lines. Both teams have huge offensive lines. Both teams have offensive stars and better-than-average defensive backs. So, I mean, there's a lot of really good athletes on the field. Um Overall, as in the NFL, Todd, you alluded to it already, that coaching kind of gets exposed a little bit um, in these games. Uh, Both coaches are very good at what they do. Uh, I I just think it's going to be a closer game than people think that Alabama eventually will win because they just have that pedigree or that knack of of figuring it out. Right. Yep. I mean, but there's a lot of really good players in this game. Uh, really, really talented players uh, on, on both sides, on both teams. And that'll be fun to watch. Billy. 
Hmm. Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's a dramatic pause, Bill. Yeah. I think it's not going to be pretty. I think, uh, I think Alabama is going to put a whooping on Ohio state, which means I can go to bed early. And, uh, (laughs) and look, who did Ohio state beat this year? I know they beat Clemson, but who else besides that? Maybe an Indiana team game, a little bit of a run. They really haven't. I mean, I just don't think they've um, been tested yet. They haven't gone through the gauntlet, been tested. I think Saban's just, I know Ryan Day, I love him. He seems like a really good guy. He's got all the stuff down in the post-game press conferences. He's a just seems like a great guy. It's probably really good for Ohio State, Sean, someone who's going to stick around and he'll be there a long time. It'll be great, you know. Um, But I think Saban's going to get another, and and I just don't think it's going to be pretty. Yeah. So, mm. so um, I could see Ohio State winning. I'm not. Uh, I don't know if I would bet on them if I if I was forced to put a large wager or my house or something like that on it. I don't know if I'd bet against Alabama as much as I would <laughs> bet on Ohio State. I wouldn't bet against Alabama. Um, I will say, if you look at Alabama's last five losses, all right. First of all, their last five losses have come against teams named Tigers. Ooh. Two LSU Clemson, and, Clemson yeah. two and LSU. LSU. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, in all those five losses, <laughs> the lowest output of the winning team was 24 mm. when, or 26. Sorry. When Auburn won 26, 14, um, the other four, the winning team was in the forties. Um, so Ohio state certainly could score in the forties. I think that's where the game is going to be decided. If Alabama's defense can find a way to, to, to pressure fields and to not – I think Alave is a lot like Deontay Smith. He's going to get his catches. He's going to get open. He's going to – you know, and he's clearly that – you know, he is to Justin Fields what Mac Jones and Deontay have. They're, it's that go-to. It's like Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask. You know, it's that first look's going to go his way. Um, but, you know, there's a – you know, it's, it's funny. Jalen Waddle, you know, was the, was the player of the year until he got injured and the next guy stepped up, the next guy stepped up, the next guy stepped up. And so I, I think can, can the, can Alabama contain the tight ends of Ohio state, which clearly picked apart Clemson. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's going to come down to Trey Sermon and Najee Harris uh, running the ball. So um not sure which way that leans me, but I, you know, I, I think Alabama is probably better coached, but by this much, I think they're probably better players by this much. Um, I think the receivers are probably a wash I think, You know, really it's one of those ones where you do the tail of the tape and it's kind of, you know, I think, I think, I think we all agree. Justin Fields is a better athlete than Mac Jones, but Mac Jones doesn't need to be an athlete with the way their offense is designed. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Prediction, Sean? What's what's your score? So my my prediction will be uh, Ohio State forty one, Alabama thirty seven. Wow! Whoa! Whoa! You led me to believe the other way. I yeah, convinced us. Sam was a better team. That was impressive. <laughs> he just corsoed us. He just he lead corsoed. Yeah. I did. Not so fast, my friend. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, I would not be surprised if it's a uh, I, I don't see it being a, uh, I don't see it being like last night's game where one team gets up 28, nothing. No, um, 
you know, but I think if a team gets up 14 quick, um, it'll be interesting to see how the other team adjusts. So let's get your guys' picks. I go Buckeyes for the win. Uh, reverse order, I guess. I'll, I'll go next. Bill says 45-27 Alabama. Mal says that Bill isn't going to bed early because I think it may be a <laughs> national championship game that goes to overtime. Uh, I, I think it'll be that close. I, uh, and uh, it may be a field goal that decides the game, but it, I just don't, I don't see it being that close. I mean, that, that, that being a close game, I don't think it's going to be one that is going to be a blowout one way or the other. Uh, and I think there'll be momentum shifts in the game because neither team plays the best defense. Uh, and an offense that gets hot and stays hot will win the game. But I'm, I'm going to pick Alabama by three in the 40s. Okay. Um, the answer is Alabama 38, Ohio State 24. Hmm. Thank you. All right. That's you want the answer? That's the answer. That's our picks. We're sticking to it. All right. Okay. Let's go around the horn, guys. Tell us what you got coming up this week. Anthony, you guys uh, are busy. This week, uh, we have, uh, as I think I mentioned earlier in the show, we have a couple more new listings coming on the market. We have, uh, um, uh, a, a, I have a couple of uh, uh, goal setting sessions with a few of the folks on the team to make sure that we're all headed in the same direction and uh and and uh we're blowing up the home office that'll hopefully it's begun and we'll finish that and the other thing now just to throw out a little 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 good luck to the malafranti household and my lovely bride is we begin our our kitchen demolition at least beginning of it. Uh, uh we meet with the contractor tomorrow and we'll have a, a plan in place for us to blow up our 1990s kitchen and put in something a little newer. So nice fun. I know that the lovely bride is very excited about that. And um, enjoy so the I, hot plate in the living room. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already know the refrigerator is going to be in the living room. So we'll see what else is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Todd, how about you, bud? Mal, being in construction, um, just know that it's going to be a little more expensive than they tell you, and it's going to take a little longer than you tell you, tell you right? It's almost almost guaranteed. So uh, if you know that up front, you won't be as frustrated. Um, fun stuff. Uh, recap, great being around the kids this last weekend. Um, just great to engage and interact and see them. That was just awesome. Uh, Mal, quick came in the mail. I'm nice. going to a lot of white spaces, Sean. Not as many as you, but a lot of white spaces that I need to – to, to fill up um, for sure. Uh, circling back to sports, uh, I meant to bring it up. How did that review in the Bills game? How was that not a fumble? Like where he stood back up, where he stood back yes. up. Yeah, I'm still so chapped out. Wow, very little white space now. I, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, still super super chapped on that. And Todd, while you're finished wrapping up, you got to talk about the uh, why the clock at zero doesn't mean it's zero. Uh, I still don't understand it. I, I've I've given up on that, right? I've given up when the delay of game goes to zero and they still don't blow the whistle. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's not what the refs see or the ump see or the back judge. Who knows? But Bill, you finally convinced me that 
like, just don't worry about it. It's, it's sound reasoning. Just move on. Right. Yeah. So um, it's all good. Um, yeah, just a few more things. Uh, Jenny and I started watching Ted Lasso, me for the second time, her for the first. We are on episode six already. Wow. Um, totally love it. Uh, two things that stood out. Uh, love the Believe poster that he put up, Crooked, and then uh, was readjusted Crooked. I think it was awesome. But the subtle things in um, TV programming. Um, episode two, they played Crystal Palace, right? And one of the theme songs that's always played at Crystal Palace games is uh, Glad All Over. Is that the Dave Clark Five? I forget who sings that. Now you Maybe, know. Yeah. Uh, Glad all over. Glad all so, over. Yes, yes I'm. Uh, so when you I watch the credits, <laughs> yeah, when you watch I the credits, playlist, I'll tell you. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are playing "Glad All Over" when they're rolling the credits of episode two. It's those little subtle things that are just absolutely brilliant. The big Clark Five. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Those producers are are soccer fans. There's no doubt about it. Right. The people yes. that take the showrunner, the guys taking care of that show, love soccer because and they have you'll never walk alone in there. Yeah. 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 I just think it's so subtle, but so brilliant. Um, so very cool. And, and finally, um, our president of the Americas, uh, he used to give it out weekly during the height of COVID, but now about once a month, he'll send us a video message. Um, and today's was really, I thought, poignant. Um, we've talked before about he's the guy who taught us to put on the oxygen mask on the weekends, right? Just like in airplanes, uh, take care of yourself first before you take care of others. But he actually made a comment about Zoom, which was really, uh, which was really um, interesting. He said he kind of charged the middle managers to take it easy on Zoom um, and to give back people their time. Um, you know, he said Zoom is very important, but he, he just basically said, don't force these meetings unless you really need to have them and also condense them, right? Um, they don't have to be an hour. Sometimes they be 10 minutes. And it really struck home that um, we were kind of being, you know, over-Zoomed in 2020, especially in the, in the corporate world. Um, part of me thinks because middle management was maybe a little insecure about um, how to communicate with people and maybe kind of justifying their position. But I, I thought it was really refreshing for someone in a leadership role to say, hey, Zoom is really important, but pump, pump the brakes, as we like to say. Uh, not everything has to be a Zoom call. Sometimes you can just pick up the phone and have a phone conversation. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was, that was really neat. So looking forward Great game tonight and a great week of work. And uh, can't wait to see you all next week. All right. Um, this week on the Real Estate Sessions podcast, it is going to be Mark Choi. Mark Choi was co-founder of Climb Real Estate with Chris Lim back yeah. in the day. Yeah, he was Chris the Lim, guy who, right? yeah, he was the the tech wizard and, and uh, the, the investor smarts. You know, Chris had all the marketing and sales part of it. And they combined to create this juggernaut of a, a brokerage that they sold to Realogy to be, uh, uh, which ended up not working out the way Realogy wanted it to, unfortunately for Realogy. But um, but so he started a new company, a startup in which um, both Chris Lim and uh, Mike Simonson of Altos Research are both investors. It's called High Point, HighPoint.io. And so imagine taking the what what is now the listing presentation and all that data that goes with it, and turning it into a URL that is just amazingly beautiful. It's worth looking at their demo page, highpoint.io. So he's the guest tomorrow. Mm. A lot of fun talking to him. He's, he's a really smart guy. And then I'm, I'm looking forward to an interview I'm setting up this week for next week's episode. It's, it's, it's somebody I had on the show 5.5 years ago in episode five. And wow. I thought I would just revisit with this person, real impromptu style, which is not my 
not my usual way of doing a podcast just to see, you know, what's happening, get this person's take on 2020, their take on 2021, just some other things like that. So that, I'm looking forward to that. Any guesses on who that might be? I thought Carpenter was three, but was he five? He was five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I would have guessed he was three, but I love Look, it. Look, Sean and I, I have done a few things. Over Monroe the years. Three. We've done a few things over the years together on the show, right? But um, I don't mm-hmm. think I've, I've never really interviewed you again. So this will be mm. fun because I, I do want to ask you some things about what's Yeah, important. about how my business has changed. And, yeah. yeah, some of the new things. Lost lyrics will probably come up. Um, we don't wanna, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a good time just kind of getting people caught up. It'll be fun. It'll be a different kind of episode because I'm not going to let them, we're not going to go deep into your history because we've done that before. I'll just reference right. the link in the show notes. If you want to go hear find episode story, five, right? Yeah, go yeah. here. Um, but, but Sean, I've seen you do this numerous times. You have that two, two minutes, 27 seconds of your background. It's perfect. So right. that's all I'll do is I'll say, give me, give me your, give me your show. Give right. me Elevator your stage, stage right? background. Right. Yeah. And we, we quickly go from golf to beer to, you know, real estate. It's right. Cool, so. Right. Matt wants to say something. He's dying to say something. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> What you have right. something I should ask him, Anthony? Yeah, wait, 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 wait till the green room's over. After the show, we can talk offline about things that you can and can't talk about when you interview Sean. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward it. to it, Bill. Looking forward to it. So, uh, guys, for me, a busy week. I, I, um, I, as I told you guys, I've been kind of coaching some of the top agents in our Columbus and Cincinnati companies. And uh, Todd, you mentioned ease up on the zooms, but that's what we're using to, so I don't have to travel to Cincinnati. So we're doing a kind of 30 minute, you know, and I call them CARP consulting sessions. Uh, Cause you know me, Bill, I got to have my acronym. So yes. I just, just to stay focused, you know, the C is for current business. What do you got going on pending right now? The A is activities. What are you doing to get business? The R is results. What have you done so far year to date? And then the P is plans. What are, what are you gonna do in the next 30 to 60 days? And I so can't it just believe keeps you figured that out that fast. That's amazing. Yeah. Keeps, keeps us focused and, and yeah. on point and, yeah. I've had some really good sessions. People, uh, people cool. engaged, um, just picked up another, uh, speaking gig in, in Toronto, actually a virtual session for my friends with call banker RMR in Toronto today. Um, but this weekend guys, I spent the weekend prepping eight presentations I'm doing next week. Eight. Wow. That's great. Uh, all, right. All virtual. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. And all virtual, but as I, as I'll tease on, on this weekend's coming show is, is, uh, I'll be heading to Oklahoma city next week. So I'm going to be de- because of travel and trying to get in and, and get out. I'm going to do one session here uh, for my friends in Nashville. Then I'll fly to Oklahoma city. I'll do two sessions the next day for Iowa and Nashville. And I'll do three sessions at Oklahoma city at their board of realtors. Then I'll do a session for Arkansas from my hotel. Then I'll fly home and I'll do another session for Arkansas from home. So, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Busy week, but we'll, yeah. we'll, t- we'll talk on, on, on uh, Sunday night when we recap the playoff games um, and we'll, you know, or we'll figure out what we're going to do, but um, it's going to be kind of neat. So yeah, looking forward to it awesome. guys. Busy, busy week, a lot of, lot of coaching sessions this week and um, uh, heading to the weekend, our first week at home. So getting ready to go watch this game and uh, enjoy it guys. Awesome. Hey, on behalf of Bill and Todd and Mal, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.